Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Cult and Collective Commentaries. Featuring Dave AC, The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Coltum Collective Commentaries. Yes, we're back once more. Uh, because there's a new series. See, every time I get to this point, it's series or season, series or season, and I can't stop myself from saying both now. It's ridiculous. <sighs> anyway, there's more Doctor Who. So, um, uh, you know, as commentaries go, we normally have more than just me talking, although by the sounds of last week's commentary, um, there was just me. Because I wouldn't shut up. But anyway, here's somebody else who regularly doesn't shut up. It's Mr. Dave Vasey. Ah, well, you see, as as a seasoned commentator, I will tell you that we're watching a series. There you are, Ian. Yes, there we go. Ah, but I'm very excited to be here. I'm really keen on this one. All right. Somebody who uh, needed a doctor but doesn't anymore, but does right now, is Mr. Randall Thor. That almost rhymed. It's all good, man. Oh, wait, wrong show. Wrong show. <laughs> oh, Oh, well, that might say, oh, that's okay. I'm all right. I'm still excited. I'm still okay. I'm keen. I'm ready. I'm good. Hang on, I just got a message on my phone from Rebecca. I'll get to her later. (laughs) (laughs) Someday, someday. Someday soon, yes. (laughs) All right, so I I guess I'll just move on and and, um, and, and, and introduce our guest. What? Who got a guest? Oh, all right. right. I might be all right. I might still be all right. might be all right. All right for what? Well, let me introduce him, and then you can see if you're all right. I don't know why he wouldn't be all right. But anyway, yes, uh, joining us, a uh, very special guest, uh, since we're going to another planet, uh, we might as well bring along Perry G. Hello, Perry. Hello, Ian. Oh, what? Well, that's, that's not good, is it? I mean, that, I oh. mean, talk about competition. I mean, I haven't got a chance, have I, now? Well, you're, not, you're afraid you're not going to make it to the end? No, I mean, how am I going to win the chase with with Barry in the room? My life. <clears throat> no? Is that not what we're here for? <laughs> oh dear, 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 dear. You know, some people get uh, prison sentences, which are a little more enjoyable than this. But... <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love them to bits, I do. You've already started with the accent. It's 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 too late. Save yourselves now. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Can't help myself. She's in the bloody episode. It's like oh jeez. All right. Well, yes, we're here to talk all over the top of the latest episode of Doctor Who, which is called the Ghost Monument. Um. Uh, yes. 
Uh, a lot of people guessed, of course, what the ghost, got, well, one person that I know guessed what the ghost monument was going to be, and they were right, which is lucky for him, because now he won't eat, have to eat a cushion. Yeah, he won't be an angry Scotsman any longer, will he? Well, he was going to fry it, so, I mean, you know, he is Scottish. Fry something. All right, yes, uh, so it's episode two of uh, series 11, season 37, if you're counting that way. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, it's called The Ghost Monument. And if everybody has their official BBC copy of The Ghost Monument at the ready, we can begin. Gentlemen, are you ready? Indeed, you do. Hold on. Oh, there we go, I'm ready. Oh, good. Perry. Get in. <laughs> what was that? Don't, it's an accent. Don't, don't know. <laughs> I thought mine was bad. I'm feeling good now. <laughs> Thank you, Fairy. I'm not, I knew I'd wait you long for something. <laughs> all right. So since we're already accents and all, we'll begin in five, four, three, two, one. Play. New credits. Yay! I like this, I do. I like the purple just like the old days. I prefer the purpley bit. Uh, the purpley bit? Yeah. Th- this part reminds me of uh, the, 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 the Matt Smith opening, the early ones, the colonoscopy. Uh, <laughs> right. This part's better. <laughs> And no faces. Yeah, and quite brave. And no TARDIS. Is this the first one in the modern series to not have the TARDIS? Oh, perhaps. I think so. Oh, it's the Hitchhiker's moment. Or I've seen some people say maybe it's just this week and holding off the reveal for, you know. Mm. Now, they had the Doctor moving it. I feel as though the others should have been completely immobile, as though they, they were incomplete almost suspended animation. Well, I think, I think. well, my theory is when um, the Doctor transported, there was an air bubble. Like, it was a big bubble, and so that's why they were kind of a bit flowy. There's no gravity, but it was an air pocket that came with them. Oh, a little bit like... Uh... Uh, like the the story with the uh, where the what does he say? the brigadier says this isn't uh... chroma yeah is that where part of the building went with it, it could, could be chroma <laughs> space sorry <laughs> portal yeah <laughs> ooh. ooh. You've been scooped. <laughs> Here, matron, I've been scooped. And playing Angstrom is Susan Lynch. Her name is really Angstrom? What? Her, na- her name was really Angstrom? I didn't catch that. Uh, a unit of measurement, that, isn't it? An Angstrom. Well, it was, a, it was a person's oh. name before that, but yeah. Angstrom. Uh, yeah, Susan Lynch playing Angstrom. Yep. Uh, in post-production right now, she has uh, Here Are the Young Men. Uh, she's also been in Save Me, Apple Tree Yard, Killing Eve, 
Ambassadors, Monroe, Ten Commandments, Bodies. Well, she's been in a she's been owned a bit. There's the Scottish uh, Waking Ned Divine. That was a good movie. And I've yeah. just got to say, this, even though she, Susan Lynch is no relation to this other Lynch, Lynch. her hair really reminds me of David Lynch's hair. <laughs> it ah, it really does. does. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but my, my theory that the, the TARDIS would uh, just materialise around them didn't work. Nope. So a lot of guesses on that one, too. I'm sure Ian will tell us about this actor in a little while, but hes uh, I quite like him. I've seen him in a few things. <laughs> oh. Antiques Roadshow. Okay. <laughs> it really kind of just drops you in on in it, This, this is, it's, which is really good. He says, "Think of the uh, uh, the Millennium Falcon, you know." Yeah. <laughs> Makes the Firefly look a good ship. This does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is how space should be. I mean, a, a working ship should be like this. Right. And as Dave said, uh, I was going to uh, space them out a bit, but I've got many to talk about in this episode. So, uh, yes, I will talk about uh, Sean Dooley, who is playing Ebso, and uh, currently filming a TV series called uh, Gentleman Jack. Uh, but he's also been in uh, Jamestown, uh, DCI Banks, Cuffs. Broadchurch, of course, as Rocky Gillespie. So I wonder, wonder, wonder how he ended up in Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, and I forgot, yeah, he was in Misfits. Yeah, Greg. That's played. where I read oh, him. Greg and Misfits. That's where I know yep. him. He was yeah. bugging me the whole episode. I'm like, I know this guy. Same here. That face. I've <laughs> seen it before. Same. Yep. Okay. Uh, but uh, he's also been uh, in Married Single Other... Silent Witness. Looking for the he, obvious, but it's not. It's not. He's also been in EastEnders. Well, the fantastic one he was in also was the uh, recent remake of Gunpowder that the BBC did. Right? Didn't I it say that? Fun- oh, no. Yeah, I, 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 I saw it, but I didn't say it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, fantastic. Hey, um, it's 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 that time of the commentary, folks. Uh, scrolling down, he's also been in uh, Dalziel and Pasco. And, of course, played a fireman in Casualty. Casualty! <laughs> Casualty! Yeah. Uh, the thing is, when he was in Gunpowder, uh, Mark Gatiss was always in, also in that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Kit Harrington, who was uh, who plays Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. So he's been... Uh, he's mixed with uh, some pretty high-quality acting group. Right. Hmm. <laughs> 
I like they're doing these uh, location uh, film, and it's oh, much yes, gorgeous. Here they make the they make the classic movie mistake, running run a straight line, line yeah. exactly <laughs> along the same vector oh, as the ship. They'd be better off running the other direction. As yeah. it comes in, it comes in a hundred mile an hour, you know. Yeah. yeah, or run up the sides and over. At the, least yeah. up the side, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they've done it forever in cartoons and everything. It's like they. The snowball's rolling down the hill, and what do they do? Oh, they yeah. run in front of it. It's like, oh, just yeah. run to the side. Uh, but I like how Jody is straight into action in this one. Um, yep. Everybody kind of wakes up, and she's already on the case. Um, and, she's, you know. Yeah, and we're only seven minutes coming up to four, 7.40 seconds. What did you think of this wider format, Perry? Do you like, do you like this as yeah. it's been touted a filmic look? Yeah, it looks. I think it looks really good. I like Yaz's little um, Steven Universe shirt there. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Well, it's not yellow, but it's close right. enough. I'm a little bit disappointed in Yaz. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with her character, um, but she... This is the second episode, and we really still don't know enough about her, and she doesn't really kind of do much in this one either. Mm-hmm. Which, Which probably means there'll be one all about her later on in the series. Yeah, it looks like she might have a little more to say in the next episode, just judging by the brief clips we saw. But you know, so far it's like, you know, she's a bit of a third wheel, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's difficult too. But I mean, that's the thing is. With you know having so many companions, it's always the the, the difficulty of balancing out, you know, character mm-hmm. development moments. Yeah, I mean Graham and Ryan have this relationship, yeah. you know, issue. Which is lovely, actually. I, I yeah. I'm really kind yeah. of enjoying this kind of, you know, and I can see it kind of. <laughs> so where did she get those sunglasses? Well, she says, I forgot I put stuff in these pockets. But she got that from the thrift store or whatever but, it was. Yeah, but she, she has been to the TARDIS. Okay, she, I guess. She, she probably could have had them in her other... I guess. That makes sense. That's the other. only explanation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I did it in my head. <laughs> uh, maybe lot, maybe she trick. gets them, loans them later, and yeah. she's got time kind of mixed up. I saw a fantastic thing on Twitter when the, that tent came to me. Somebody said, it's the Bake Off tent. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Psychic Circus. <laughs> oh, even better. And I wonder why we were fixated on the, the 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 what the bit of cloth on the ground. I'm like, ooh, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought they were discarded skins as though the body had been. Right. Uh, you know, it was like the what left of dead people sort of thing. I like that thing at the, the top. Though. I was like, so do you know what that is? It's a tent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like well, <laughs> nice job there. Oh, covered. Mm-hmm. Now I wonder if they're going to leave those in because that would explain when they're away from the TARDIS that it would it would work. It's always been a psych, like a psychic connection. It's uh. like through the Doctor and yeah. the TARDIS. You know, it's always been a kind of... Or the Time Lord's gift that he shares, whichever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, I thought at first this was strange acting. I thought, this is a bit poor acting, but of course there's a reason for that, we find out. Yeah. Mm. That's the reason. <laughs> Very tenantish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a good red, a big red button. I like a little she, shop. She, there's a few, there's a few little nods to different doctors in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give us a skinny on Art Malik. Okay. Okay. Wow. Everybody's just been oh, a, to get it. Play. <laughs> well done. I like it, Mary. Uh, playing little, 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 I don't know. Yellow. Is, is Art Malik, uh, who has been in a ton of stuff. Uh, <laughs> the Living Daylights, uh, True Lies, Sex in the City 2, uh, The Wolfman, uh, uh, The Butterfly, Bancroft, Doc Martin, Cold Feet, Arthur and George, Upstairs, downstairs, the nativity. Oi. <laughs> enough. <laughs> not enough. I'm not like getting sick of reading. It's just he's been in a ton of stuff. Holy City. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Unfinished Business. He's been in James Bond, hasn't he? Living Daylights. Mm hmm. Yeah, he said I, that. I, I said that. Yep, I, I heard it. I, yeah. Oh. I, and, yeah, because I was thinking back to Pointless that I was watching today, and that was a clue. <laughs> i tell you what, uh, the Doctor's outfit's not jarring with me as much as I thought it would be. Okay. I'm already mostly ignoring it. It's just the, 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 the pants that bug me. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not keen on the, the shirt and braces either, but it's... I don't mind them. All... It's just the, the length of the pants. It just looks uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. But then again, I'm not wearing it, so... Uh. <laughs> I had the, uh, the subtitles on the second time I watched it, and, it, and that came up as Moomin Beans. Um, which reminded me of that chat show that uh, she was on when she mentioned uh, Uddersfield, was it? And um, yeah. and how that... Uddersfield, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, made uh, Lee Shackleford very happy because, of course, he was... When he came over into the, to the UK... Uh, he was staying with friends in Huddersfield, so uh, now you can say he's been to the home of the doctor. There you go. Oh, and he met me there as well. Well, <laughs> well I mean, every every trip has to have a hiccups, yeah. Yeah, downside, yeah. <laughs> now, Our Alex's I'd... voice is just brilliant. Now, I didn't like that, Perry, when he said one solar rotation. Something, well. One solar rotation, oh, yeah. that's, that's 200 million years, isn't it? The sun going around the galaxy once, that's well, 200 yeah, million yeah, years. Yeah, I wouldn't have called it a solar rotation, but anyway. Because it's the planet that does the rotating. Correct, yeah. 
they could have come up with a better term for it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I knew the cigar was uh, going to be yeah, something later. Check, check it's gun. like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Telegraphing. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, and by this point, I knew what the ghost monument was. Yeah, there's quite a big spoiler. I mean, I'm annoyed with myself that I didn't guess it. And then when our Scottish friend... Uh, but yeah. of course... Yeah, but... Yeah, what what is this, like I'm, the Scottish play? We're not allowed to say... We're not allowed to say his name. He's just called My Scottish Friend. Sorry, Jeff. Um, he might want to sleep... Uh, but the trouble was that the image that was shown was that this derelict... Uh, what like an entertainment place that they go to. And I was thinking, oh, perhaps that's... Like part of the inside of the TARDIS expanded and exploded, right? But but of course, when I saw this, we know that it, this is beyond that. <laughs> yeah, that oh. that was cool though, because it's like oh, whole tensor hologram. It wasn't just him. Yeah, that was interesting. It yeah, was a like... hard light hologram. Yeah. Uh. So now, a quick mention uh, of our director for this episode, Mark Tonderai. He's new to Doctor Who. He's directing this uh, this episode, also next week's episode. He's also directed episodes of the Fox series Gotham, which is the the, ba- the Batman tie-in show. Four episodes of that. Episodes of Black Lightning, Lucifer, Time After Time, Paranoid, The Five. Even going back a few years with uh, Twelve Monkeys. Mark Tonderai. Yeah, uh, uh, the the scene that they were talking then, I didn't like that because it's reca- recapitulation, really. They, you know, they reminded the audience who might have just tuned in that we're on an alien planet, we're on this and on that, and it always annoys me when they do that on any show. Mm. But like like Perry said, I mean, their their main basis is that uh, you can watch things like you could just watch this episode by right. itself and. It does. It does. It catches you up. Say, oh, what happened just before? You don't need to go back and watch the previous episode because they give you a bit of a recap, which is is I I get it. You know, the um the location filming of this um is just beautiful. It's uh, South Africa, um, and it's just every location that they've got on here is just is just beautiful. It, it and and. Like I said, there's a, there's a filmic look to this, and it does. It it looks so much more expensive. Almost look like a salt like that, doesn't it? You know, it's sort of semi. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definite. Yeah. Third, third Doctor. Yeah. Hi. And, and it's like people saying that, uh, you know, it's oh, it's nothing like the old series. They've forgotten where they came from. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> There's nice little nods, and they're done in a good way. Uh, a bit, you know, so one thing I had to say about the, the Moffat era, especially, is it became a little bogged down in its own history. Uh-huh. Um, it became quite self-referential and... You know, but this is a bit of a clean slate, and it all depends on where they go from here. Yeah, that was kind of the big thing with 
RTD was he he treated the show as it's a show with a bit of a backstory. You don't need to know yeah. it, but it's there. I mean, right. things came back. Moffat was all about heavy-handed references. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully, uh, I, I like this newer pace. You know, not mm-hmm. requiring et cetera, et cetera. We'll see how there it goes. We go. There's that little teaser shot again of the <clears throat> the big bad, which is really kind of cool in a way because you think it's just a a hint to what happened there, but it, it, of course it turns out spoilers. But if 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 I'm going to say spoilers and you're listening to us now watching this. Yeah, you're watching Doctor Who the wrong way. It's a <laughs> terrible way to watch the episode the first time. Yes, it is. <laughs> but I love uh, the relationship between the two of these guys, and they're not diving into it in a big way right away. I mean, there's this I, kind of... He's pissed off. He's lost, he's lost his grand. He's lost his wife. And this, they, they've only got each other left. But you can see yeah. how Ryan, you know, wouldn't trust men, you know, given the way his father, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. acted. And so I think it's going to be interesting. And, and these little character bits are, are really nice. And, uh, you know, they, they don't, I mean, they it, they could have got into this big development bit. And they don't. They cut it off right there. Boom, done. Yeah. We'll talk more later. And it's it's very, very good. Yeah. Now this episode, although it's not the sixty minutes like the first one, it's still got time to breathe. It's just fifty minutes long. Now mm-hmm. five, six minutes, just uh, thirty seconds here and there sprinkled in, give mm-hmm. it more uh, body. And he has been a revelation. This chap, though, I think he's uh, oh, did yeah. a good job. Did we get a little bit of jazz here, mm-hmm. but not much? I love I love the outfit the the space outfit. Yeah. It's kind of uh neat cuz it's like a race. You know, so it's a bit hot roddy kind of, you know, racing suit. But it's all well done. It's like she's got like a light on her suit there. You can see the the cord going around to the side. This is a beautiful wide shot here. It's oh. Mm. <laughs> Oh, we completely missed yeah. the uh, reference to Waters of Mars early in the episode. Don't oh. drink the water, uh, not one bit, not one drop. Yeah. 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 Well done. They never they never explained what that was. They just... Well, vitamins are... Think that's, I mean, they must keep a very compact uh, food supply with them. But he's right. not offering to share it. Yeah. But it's just like oh. it was odd. He, he took that, but there was no explanation. So, well, it so always he, seems like he he goes to sleep after <laughs> he takes one of those. I mean, this is where he takes a nap, and and later on he doesn't. Right after that, he takes a nap. So. Right. But I love that line that uh, Bradley Walsh just had. It's like you always like this, so you have to work on it. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't sold on Graham's character in the oh. first episode, but he's getting better. <clears throat> mm. He, he, the 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 eulogy that he delivered was just brilliant in the last episode. So mm-hmm. he kind of right there, it was like, yeah, he belongs in this show. This mm-hmm. is. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so terrific. Yeah. So fluff, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have seen a lot of complaints of people having trouble understanding some of the accents in Doctor Who, but I don't understand that. No. I don't have any trouble at all. No. There have been a few lines from Jody here and there where I can see where people would mistake, but right. I can understand. Yep. So another I quick mean, mention here. Uh, it's the second time I've done that. It's a quick mention here of our uh, cinematographer for this episode because it, it's another new person to Doctor Who. Tico Polotakis, uh, new to Doctor Who. He's what else has he worked on? He's worked on episodes of Lucifer, The Five, and Twelve Monkeys. So very much in common with our director. But he's also working on all episodes of the upcoming second season of American Gods, the Stars mm. adaptation of oh. Neil Gaiman's book. So there you go, Tico Polatakis, the uh, cinematographer for this week's and next week's episodes. And a, and a brief aside, that uh, speaking of Neil Gaiman, is that uh, uh, coming uh, next year uh, is yeah. Good Omens on, on Amazon on Prime. Amazon Prime, so I can actually watch this one. Yeah, me too. That's one of the reasons why I'm holding on to Prime. I've got the book on my nightstand. I still have to read it. You haven't read it? Not yet. <gasps> Oh, I read it years and years and years ago. I should read it again, but right. uh, it's a, just a, and I had I hadn't I had no idea who Neil Gaiman was. I bought it because it was mm. Terry Pratchett, mm. and it's just beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we talking about book adaptations that Amazon Prime is doing all of a sudden? <laughs> yes, Wheel of Time. Oh. Never heard of it. Oh yeah, well there's some there's some talk of that, right? No, it's been greenlit. It's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Here we have him waking him up again. Yeah. So a lot of close-ups in all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's in Bradley Walsh's uh, um, contract. Plenty of close-ups. <laughs> to be honest, I when, after seeing the trailer, I had to look up the actor because he looked a lot like um, um, the Troughton, uh, Michael Troughton. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I've met, so I think I know what he looked like. But um, <laughs> who Bradley Walsh? I wasn't about? sure. No, well, Michael Troughton I've met. No, but I mean, you thought Bradley. yeah, Graham's character, yeah, Graham, yeah. the actor that plays Graham. Yeah. Oh, here we go. That's beautiful. Mm. Now I wonder if that was a, like a strip mall. <laughs> it looks a bit kind of yeah. Like an 80s mall. When I saw that, I thought, maybe this is future Earth or something. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, you know, is she going to find out that it's full of thin glasses and the fact that he's just wearing them with yeah. no worries? Well, I'll tell you what, Ian, it's very uh, heavy with the use of Sonic. Any any fans mm-hmm. watching this now will be playing with this Sonic while they're watching it, eh, Ian? Sure up. <laughs> I did, I, I did not, I did not, I repeat, did not help the Doctor make the TARDIS materialize. I did not, that did not happen no matter what Megan says. <laughs> In other words, I did. <laughs> <laughs> she pulled out her Sonic and I was, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, I just have to say, the door opened because I clipped my fingers, to be honest. Uh, but we'll that. Um. <laughs> why, why, why do why do 
robots need hoodies. I don't know. I'm sure I've seen that Keep gun the, design the before. The circuitry, yeah. circuitry? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I've seen those gun designs before. I think they might be... They look familiar. From Star, from Star Trek, when they had the... Not, not the handguns, the larger guns when they go down on a planet. Mm. Nope. And they're a little yeah. chunkier than... Uh... The phaser rifles. Are they? Right. Yeah. I've just been watching. I've been rewatching Voyager, so I haven't dove. Have... Right. Uh, sniper robots haven't been practicing a lot. Yeah. Very much have they? <laughs> they they went to st- Star Wars. Trooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stormtrooper Academy. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have anyone who could shoot straight. And as someone mentioned, why don't they walk? Because if they walk, they'll bump their heads on the doors. <laughs> I think Tim was saying that the you can get the American one now from Amazon because it's slightly different, isn't it, Ian? Yeah, the crystal in the middle actually rotates. Oh, really? But I haven't actually seen it do it on screen yet. So uh-huh. um, I'm really kind of keen to get another one. I don't know, but the I guess the sound chip in the UK one is superior. And if, if we're looking at the same one, I'm looking at it right now on Amazon, it's a darker shade of grey for the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. It's more like lead than aluminium, isn't mm. it? Yeah, it's a... One of the things that I've seen kind of leveled at the show is this, this heavy-handed message about guns, but I'm sorry, but the Doctor has been pretty consistent with his comments about guns over the years. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Colin Baker's comment was, uh, I never carry a gun, ruins the cut of my coat, which is a mild comment, but it's a comment nonetheless. And it's, what without it? saying it, it's saying it. I love this bit. <laughs> yeah. I love Where's, Ryan, where's the reload? Where's the reload? <laughs> the call of duty. <laughs> and of course, there was a, the social comment, you know, he'd learned to shoot from uh, one of these games, was yep. it? Call of, call of Duty. Well, there's... Call of Duty. I mean, I've been doing the rewatch on BritBox, and he, the first doctor talks about yeah. guns yeah, I not liking guns almost every incarnation does yeah. I think McGinn may be the only one who doesn't maybe mm-hmm. Eccleston I don't know but who knows McGann's probably got some in the, in the yeah. you know the audios, I'm sure but it's, it's like sure. it's been a, I mean the doctor yes has used guns and, and that was a good effect right there yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. had the people EMP. use guns but yeah. in general the doctor is against the use of guns so you know people who think that this is a New liberal, mm. you know, agenda. You know, it's like no, go back and watch the the entire yeah. original classic series. Yeah. It's not a new thing. This is the Doctor. You know. Yeah. Well, now I, when she said that, sorry, Perry, when they said they'll reset in five minutes, didn't they use that in uh, Smile or something where they they got they, they did something to the robots and they said oh they'll reset. Anyway, mm. go on, Perry. Oh, I was going to make a side comment about the Sonic that had to do with um, fans not knowing the old series because I'd seen reactions to the new Sonic like, mm. like, oh, my God, she made her own Sonic. It's like, yes, the doctor yeah. usually does. I was surprised he received it from the TARDIS when he yeah. – <laughs> It was know? kind of a Met Smith thing that started yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. We don't know where the other ones came from. No. You know, yeah. the doctor's always but, just had one. There's no saying that the doctor can't build one. And people well, are saying, oh. Spe- 
Well, there are lines saying that he built the original one. I mean, yeah. And I think Tins was from the, the factory that was revisited in Twice Upon a Time. <laughs> yeah, from Day of the Doctor, of course, we had this reference that the uh, the actual software within the uh, the various um, solid screwdrivers was passed. And that's how that calculation had been going on for right. 600 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, every time they want to go up the ladder. That's it. <laughs> or down Poor the Ryan. <clears throat> I love this tunnel. <laughs> really do. It's like, well, because <clears throat> we got a bit sick of using the one that was at the, what was it, the Millennium Center or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just redressed it, relit it, you know, but this one's a bit. Well, the bit shape different. of it, it's a bit, it reminds me a bit of a Dalek ship. That's what mm. I was about to say. The the, yeah. the very first Dalek story, the on Scar. Yeah, yep. So I was, you know, maybe half expecting that the Dalek might appear, even though they did say there wouldn't be any Daleks. Now they spent a lot of money on this episode. I think we're going to uh, South uh, Africa, but they saved some money here. We never see the door. <laughs> There's a no door problem. there. Sure. Well, actually, we do and see them later as she's closing them. Uh, yeah, but the, what I mean is that uh, there's another one where she closes it, <clears throat> save a few dollars here and there. Yeah, but it, well, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sure they've used the same corridor back and forth yeah, all yeah. the time. It's a great thing about corridors. It's the same <laughs> thing with Star Trek. They use the same damn corridor all the time. Jeez, next you're going to tell me they reuse... Uh, <laughs> uh, I've forgotten the word now. Oh, set up for a joke and I miss it. Uh, <laughs> quarries. They, they reuse the same quarries uh, over and over again. Oh, no, no, they never do that. So you won every time. <clears throat> yeah. uh, they, they had to check with Blake 7, it wasn't in use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I better give another time check. We're at 32 minutes and 47 seconds. And it's... I've got one more crew member to discuss, and that's our... At, uh, film editor for this episode, Becky Trotman. This is the first episode that she's credited as film editor for. Uh, also, next week's episode. Uh, next week's episode. Uh, she's been assistant editor on the show ever since uh, Vampires of Venice, uh, Moffat's first series. Pretty much every episode since then, really. Uh, she's also been f- assistant editor on Da Vinci's Demons, Midsummer Night's Dream, TV movie from 2016, and four episodes of Sherlock. Scandal in Belgravia, Hounds of Baskerville, Reichenbach Fall, Sign of Three. So that's Becky Trotman. Ah. Which, this is, I mean, with 33 minutes in, and only now we're seeing, well, it's not necessarily the big bad, but, you know, the monster. You know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Doctor's daughter coming in here. Uh, Go to that. Go over the top and under this. Why did they leave it open? That's what I said. It's sort of like, who left the hatch open? That's what they're wondering, too. Did they really leave it open? Uh, Who went last? Ryan. (laughs) Well, he was a little little distracted, of course. But 
I mean, this is great. It's probably like a warehouse or something that they've got this in. And they've just got this simple tunnel and these lights, and it's brilliantly atmospheric. And it makes it just look so big, you know. And abandoned. And yeah, lost, and it's just, uh... but it's, it's, it's not much. It's a very simple set, but, you know, accomplish, accomplishing a lot or a great look with not very much at all. This is quite frightening. I think they did very well with this. Yeah. Anybody wearing bandages at the moment for any reason is going to be like, I don't think so. (laughs) And, of course, we've been talking over the reveal of apparently a recurring villain. There we go. There we go. Right Right there. there. Yes. Uh, Okay. So, I wonder how often they'll be recurring. Mm. My first thought when I heard that... Going back to another one of my favorite sci-fi series was the Cro-Mags on sliders. I hope they don't go in that direction of have them becoming every episode because it didn't work there and it doesn't work here. But again, we're two episodes and we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling it might be the, the, the theme they come back to at the end of the series that, that they're behind all these different things. A bit which, like they did with the silence. The silence were behind. Which things. makes me think that they're. Go, they, they will, we will find out that they'll be back in the finale, but something else is behind them, and they'll be the big bad. Right. Which uh, it's the Daleks. That's the where I'm going with this because given <clears throat> given dialogue later in this episode that establishes it's clearly establishing a story arc besides the Stenza here makes me think yeah. that well maybe Chris Chibnall's not been truthful about other things and right. the finale is going to be a return. Daleks sounds most reasonable. That was good. At least the Sonic wasn't the solution that time. No, it was a knife. Got a knife. But notice that that it was a knife in the Doctor's comment last week. Only idiots carry knives. <laughs> yeah. Which is a, a, a comment I agree with. My my son uh, uh, went to uh, his uh, homecoming. Uh, uh, dressed uh, in a dress um, was a little concerned for his safety so he took a knife and I chastised him I'm like no don't because that falls out of your pocket and people are like what do you got a knife for and you know mm-hmm. I don't know better off giving him a can of some pepper spray or something yeah Yeah, and if you weren't convinced about the cigar coming in handy, and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you knew. Why are there no smoking signs in this lab? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no naked flames in this lab. I just wonder where I, I was. Uh, I just went back to look at uh, Susan Lynch because the uh, the accent that prevails in in her alien. Uh, character is uh, uh, from Northern Ireland, which of course is mm-hmm. where my family's from. So, yeah, my mom and dad. 
uh, when she mentioned, uh, you know, have you stood it in the MVQ? And I think they mentioned it with the uh, trying to fix the engine. Uh, that stands for uh, National Vocation Qualification MVQs. They're like, if, you know, the, the, if you're not that academic and you've done a, like a practical qualification, still very difficult, but you've got to show more practical skills, you know, like uh, electric circuits and things like that. So it's not an easy option, um, and some people would say they're undervalued. Right. Vocational school. Yeah. 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 That's why it costs, you know, $100 an hour for a plumber. Yeah. And uh, playing the voice of the remnants, as they are named, is Ian Gelder. And uh, Ian Gelder is actually... Uh, being part of the uh, Doctor Who family. Um, he was uh, in uh, Torchwood, Children of Earth, as Mr. Decker. Um, and he was also the commander slash the pirate in Legend of the Cybermen, uh, which is a big Finnish title. Ah. Oh, story arc. Story arc. Uh. Oh, yeah. Left abandoned and alone. Susan! The timeless child. I thought they were referring to the doctor, actually, but it could be Susan. Mm. But, uh, yeah, Ian's also been in uh, Snatch, Game of Thrones, as uh, Kevin Lannister. I have no idea who that is. Never seen an episode of it. Uh, also in Psychoville. And, uh, Casualty. Casualty. I had to find that mute switch. Casualty. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, where where did Mike go? Man, that shot, seeing that shot right there made me think of Better Call Saul, but I'll just leave it there. (laughs) This is lovely, too. This area. Just a great little spot. That rock that's behind him that was split in half. I'm like, just, you know, just on the, mm-hmm. on the right there. Just now, this is definitely not South Africa. This bit, I don't think. Yeah, still, it might be. Yeah, completely different rocks and everything. But just a different area, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Take a lot of people time. think a lot of people think of of, uh, of Australia as just you know like it's either a city or it's a desert, but there's you know uh, some very Jungle. mountainous areas. Yeah, um, you know, they got forest, you know, uh, forest areas and stuff as well. So it's yeah, you know, and then a lot of people think of South Africa like that too. It's been you know yeah. very. The picture quality on these episodes is fantastic, uh, especially when you look at the close-ups. Mm. You can see, you know, such details in the features and stuff. It's just, while I still think it looks like Doctor Who, 
and it doesn't really take me out of it. I just keep my every now and then I catch myself kind of noticing like a, a quality increase. It's like when you get a new screen, you know, for your yeah. computer or you get a new TV. You're still yeah. seeing the same pictures, but you just notice more detail. <laughs> Sorry, I just I just caught him back there with the sunglasses on. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is, it's very important because if if you filmed Doctor Who like you did something like EastEnders and it had that sort of soap soap quality look mm. to it, you know, video video quality. I mean, this looks does look filmic. The, the lighting is excellent. Mm. Well, that was a nice effect. That's interesting, actually, because the tent still had sand in it. Uh. So they used the same set twice. It wasn't a different. Uh. Ten yeah. set. One one thing I want to know though is, um, it, it, what's Tosin Colbin doing or Tosin Tosin? I don't know how to pronounce it. Thought I had a handle on it, but I don't. Um, but his shoes are incredibly white. <laughs> I'm like, I've just been tramping through this planet, and his shoes are really white. <laughs> So there, the doctor said, rotation, not solar mm-hmm. rotation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you see, I'm not quite sure why she has this doubt, unless it's to show that this team can rally around her and give right. her the support she needs. Mm. There we go. Yeah. Uh, uh. I definitely have to watch this again without you lot talking on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got to watch it twice before we did the commentary last week. I don't know why she doesn't immediately start running. Yeah, it's like, it's like wait till it materializes and then stands long, there and looks how long, how long do you think it's going to stay? Yeah. <laughs> Just run. Yeah, Jump is, on it. This is, of course, the point where yeah. I did not hold up my sonic screwdriver and help. Mm-mm. Never. Not, never happened. Mm. That, do, do, we, do we miss that bit? What? Co- 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 no, come to daddy. I mean, no, come to mummy. Oh, mummy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a green tint to the, the TARDIS now. Mm. And the t- TARDIS answered back, are you my mummy? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are just the bandages that were trying to attack us. <laughs> the sign's been inverted. This, White this is nice. Black. Ready? I like that. Ready for yeah. it? There we go. Opens up for her. I thought she was going to click her fingers like ten dollar style. Up. I did. That's why it opened. Yeah. <sighs> I know you did, but uh, on the screen, I mean, not in your imagination. Well, that's, no, that's no, that's what happened. I click every time I click my fingers. That door opened. Oh, it's got to be me. That's when they filmed it. That didn't happen. <laughs> That's quite logical, really. You almost walk through the TARDIS in that sense. Yeah, I kind of like that idea of like, like I make that would make a lot of sense for like the classic series because there was that black space that they walked through. Mm-hmm. If it had done, if they'd done that, it would have made a lot more sense. Wasn't not in the first couple of seasons. It, there wasn't any of that black space. Well, yeah, that was the yeah. Now, the, well, we'll perhaps talk about it when we've seen all of it. Um, what we thought of the TARDIS interior? 
look better now. I've had a little more chance to look at it. You know, it's very kind of ten reminiscent in a way. You know, mm-hmm. well, you know, nine that's ten. What, that's what I thought. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm not that much of a fan of, but I kind of like Capaldi, Matt Smith later. Because that's more kind of 80s TARDIS to me, you know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I need dimensions. I just, <laughs> I just hope it gets more brightly lit later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does seem a little on the dark side. Probably not quite finished, still baking. But the thing that gets me, uh, well, that I'm at odds with with this is the whole crystal motif, which is the same as the Sonic, mm-hmm. but she built the Sonic on Earth and the TARDIS. Out of, out of alien technology. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just saying that earlier. Yeah, to, to fit with the <laughs> Sonic. That's a TARDIS ornament. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a crystal. Yeah. yeah. When, you, when you mentioned about the American one has the crystals out uh, there. Now, let's see if there's chocolate on the underneath. I thought there was. No, you're imagining things. It's a custard cream. Yep. There we go. And that dust cloud effect is interesting. And the blooming commentator talked over this cool. first time to hear it. No, so annoying. Uh, oh yeah. Well, if you were watching on BBC America, they probably cut the whole thing off. Probably. Yeah, yeah probably. You're squeezing you know, it all over to the side or the bottom or something. Yeah. Mm. And then run it three times fast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we go. Next time. Montgomery, Alabama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Well, that's it then, folks. We've done it. We've done it. We did it again. Yeah. We made it to the end. And uh, yeah. David and I again. won jointly. Well, actually, no, Dave and Perry won jointly. Ah, oh. Jointly. Ah! Ta-da! <laughs> so, because you've won jointly, the two of you have to decide who gets to go first. Well, before uh, uh, he volunteers, <laughs> uh, i just say that uh, in the BBC they showed a, a longer clip after that. Ah. They did. Of the next episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think you can also see online on the uh, the Doctor Who YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to see some extras, uh, actually, uh, there's they're putting a lot of stuff online. Uh, little uh, there's a little short. There's about a three minute uh, tour of the new TARDIS set uh, with some explanations as to, to to why it's built the way it is. Um, and there's little bits of pieces of interviews and and stuff like that. Plus the uh, the new opening title sequences on there in its entirety from this episode. So, yep, just uh, go to YouTube and look up Doctor Who and subscribe. Okay, I think Perry should uh, nominate someone to go himself, indeed, if he wishes. I think we should go together, Dave. Simultaneous oh. reviews. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Three. Two, one, oh, go. reviews. Oh, this is what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, the wrap up. The wrap up. Oh, the wrap up. I, oh, I, I forgot you're new to this. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> I wonder what that squeaking noise was. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let Dave go first then. Well, okay. 
Are you sure? Okay. Well, uh, give uh, everybody time to gather their thoughts a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, the first episode, I, I, I quoted as saying, you know, it was a serviceable episode. It, it got the series launched. Uh, the uh, uh, the domestic aspect of it was sort of a little bit familiar with uh, some of the ones we've had uh, in the past, particularly the tenth Doctor coming. But what what had really fired my interest and um, and relaxed me into this new series was the the wonderful portrayal of the Doctor by Jodie. So um, that has relaxed me an awful lot with this series. And um, and also, as we have mentioned a couple of times in this, the, the actual lavish way in which it is shot. Um, so uh, I was a little apprehensive the way the last episode ended with them suspended in space and uh, I was assuming that the TARDIS was materialised. Uh, this was, ex- uh, you know, a little bit like, and I don't think anybody's actually referenced it, have they, on today's commentary, but a little bit like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you know, a passing Vogon uh, spaceship uh, picked them up. Um, so, actually, it was uh, the heart of gold, but never mind. Continue. <laughs> Was it all right? There you go. So um, uh, we got past that. I, I think they should have been almost. I think their eye eyes should have been sort of frozen over, and not the doctors maybe, because we know we've seen the uh, the fifth doctor in space with his cricket ball. So in, I think it was in Enlightenment. So we know that he can survive very short periods in the vacuum of space. But I think they should have been in a much sadder state. And indeed, of course, she hadn't had to go into one of those medical cases in, in, the, in the two different ships. Uh, and of course, it, it was explained the second woman had dropped out of high space because the first spaceship, the, the, the male uh, competitor had dropped out and she was wondering what he was doing thought there might be bonuses he picked up two so that was why she confirmed she'd only seen two of them um when when she picked them up uh, and of course they wanted them to go back and she said well it'd be too late now uh almost disappointed was i disappointed sure i was a relief that there wasn't the universal crescent on those uh uh Boxes that they were in for revival, of course, uh, in the Tenth Doctor's universe, the the I can't remember what the crescent coloured was. It purple crescent was the sign of health and medication, but at least they had gone into these things. We also had this implantation again of the um, device that would help them talk, and of course, without the TARDIS being in the this episode for the majority of the time, uh, we needed some explanation. At first, I thought it was just uh, so far in the future uh, that they were humans and humans that had gone out. I'm not quite sure that we had it mentioned that this race was uh, the the the, uh, the 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 chase, as it were, uh, in the 12 galaxies. I'm not quite sure they did that. It always makes me a little bit nervous when they talk about... Uh, um, you know, beings from another galaxy. I mean, even in the original Star Trek, I think they only did that once. Um, I mean, the whole premise of Star Trek Voyager was they were the other side of our galaxy, and that was going to take them 70 years to get home. Um, anyway, uh, the point was we had this implantation in them that allowed them uh, to talk. I'm hoping that they leave those in, in a way, uh, not that the uh, the doctor can't uh, do things for them, but I noticed that when the doctor was reading that script on the floor, uh, when we've had uh, past episodes of Doctor Who, 
we would suddenly see that um, script change into English writing and we would be able to read it. Uh, they didn't do that um, because, uh, again, going back to the um, the pit, the pit woman, the tenth doctor, uh, the text was so ancient, even the TARDIS wasn't interpreting it. So, um, what, getting back to the story, it was lovely that they did this on location. And thank you guys, Perry and Ian, for giving that information out because the, the light, you can't, some of the things you can't, um, fake with the uh, filters and whatever is, is that specific light of a, a country, you know, uh, where you've got this almost golden light. I mean, you can, you can film at the end of the day and in sunlight, but then your, your time's limited. It, it, I thought it was extremely well done. It had this, uh, uh very lavish look to it. Um, I'm not even too sure now whether they might have used red cameras and, and maybe even 4K, but it's certainly, um, a step up. Um, the production values are there. They're down to 12, 10 episodes from 13 to 12. Uh, I don't think they've got any more money, but the money is on the screen. Um, the acting, I'm very, very pleased with the acting of the, uh, the, the various companions there. And thankfully we are calling them companions out, not friends. I don't particularly like that term. Uh, and Jodie Whittaker, um, is the de facto doctor. I've had no trouble at all in, in seeing as that. She takes command of the situations. They look to her for guidance. Um, the, even her costume is to me not, not clashing as, as much as I felt it would. Um, and overall, this was a very, although it went for 50 minutes, it fairly raced along. We were, I think we were 33 minutes along where Ian was saying, well, you know, we're really, you know, into the meat of the story, but, that time passed ever so quickly. So to me, it was nice to be off world. Um, I liked the, uh, the way the uh, spaceships were portrayed. Uh, we had a little bit of humor injected there. We had some references to earlier incarnations of the doctor. Um, and, and all in, it was completely step by step. Um, a very on song episode of Doctor Who. There's no real depth to the story. I'm, I, I said to the guys uh, before we started recording, I'm not sure this will be one that I will go back to too many times. Reminded me a little bit of the episode uh, Smile, where they went to that fantastic uh, thing in um, in Spain somewhere, um, and that took the benefit of being on location. This certainly did. And, um, yeah, uh, absolutely, two episodes in, and I'm way away on board, and um, I think uh, we're in for a doozy. Um, and I love the new uh, opening credits. They were very brief. I've got a feeling that as more people come on, those will get a little bit longer. Uh, I like the music. It seems a little bit discordant, but I think what that is, it's got the double heartbeat in the background of it. Um, so kudos to all the people involved in this. Um and uh, Chris Chibnall is off to a fantastic start. The the direction by Mark Tonrola, Torari, or whatever it is, the pronunciation. I, I still fail on things like that. And um, the supporting cast, excellent. Um, so, yeah, that's me done. Uh, Perry, do you want to go next? Um, yeah, sure. Let's see. Well, <laughs> I guess I don't have a lot to add, really. I uh, felt pretty similar. 
um, to you. I very much enjoyed the first two episodes of this season, and I have no trouble uh, with Jody as the Doctor. I, I'm sold on that, and uh, and I think I enjoyed this episode a little more than I enjoyed the the first episode, um, in a sense. But there were some good parts of the first episode, but I think this one overall. Um, with uh, references to past doctors and uh, and with the the companions, uh, I really enjoyed it, and the extra the guest stars as well, as well. Yeah, I think it it it's, has had a lot of good moments, um, and I look forward to the rest of the series. I'm not really loving the new TARDIS interior, but uh, as we know, that can that can always change <laughs> again. Um, I didn't love Matt Smith's uh, first TARDIS interior either. So who knows what'll happen. But overall, you know, I think it's going really well. And uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to the the rest of the series. Right, I think he's done. (laughs) I think think I'm done, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Fries are done. Fries are done. Ding. Ding. Fries are done. All right, uh, Mike, do you want to go next or you want me to go? Sure, I'll go ahead and go next. Go so, ahead. this episode is terrible. We're back to the Moffat era. If that's what you're expecting me to say, then guess what? You're going to be disappointed. Just thought I'd throw that in there once more. So, one thing I forgot to mention during the, the show, which I had a, I've had a tab here open the, the entire time, is who did the new, the new, the new title sequence. Uh, his, he's got a YouTube channel uh, where he goes by the name John Smith, uh, whether or not that's his real name or not, uh, whatever. But uh, he's he's done, looking at his videos that he's uploaded, he's done quite a few with, he's done a lot of videos about Doctor Who and uh, Sherlock. He's, he did a video where he, where he sort of did a Sherlock and Doctor Who crossover. His first video was a fan-made trailer for the 50th anniversary episode five years ago. Five years ago. Wow. Okay. Uh, but if you look, if you watch his video, his 23-second video called Vortex, a short Doctor Who VFX shot, that's, that is where I think the idea for this, for this new title sequence came from. It's very, very similar in style, and I could see that being the source. But, uh, overall, he, he's done some, Great video. There are some great videos on his channel. He did a colorization of uh, William Hartnell as the Doctor, his farewell to Susan at the end of Dalek Invasion of Earth. One day I shall come back. The whole speech. He did did, did a colorization of that. A lot of neat stuff there. Did a, a short a short horror piece called Stone, which is about the Weeping Angels. But anyway, some neat stuff there from the guy who did our new title sequence, and he did a fantastic job. As a lot of other people have said, it's. A lot. It's you know reminiscent of the Hartnell and Troughton's opening credits. Just it's it's it, it looks like if the original if Hartnell and Troughton's opening credit uh, title sequence was made using today's technology, both visuals and audio. You could tell that they were recreating the whole howl around effect, just doing that in modern CGI, and it looks great. About the only thing that I would complain about is how the names just sort of fade. That looks a bit lazy compared to how great everything else is, but uh, overall, I can't complain. Uh, the, I noticed that the TARDIS isn't in this. Uh, 
I keep forgetting the, there was a Matt Smith intro, Matt Smith's second intro at the end of his run where they introduced the face, uh, where they, they did the whole different style, the whole Starfield. I think the TARDIS may have been missing in that sequence, but I'm not sure. So this may be the second time the TARDIS isn't used, or maybe they just kept it out because of the whole reveal at the end of the episode. But, uh, okay, so going into this episode, my one fear was that it was going to be just a lightweight story with little consequence, that it was just going to be, you know, like 45 minutes of story when we're all waiting for the big reveal at the end of the episode, which is the TARDIS, the new, the new TARDIS, and that the rest of the story would be inconsequential. Turns out that, no, the episode, the story was actually quite well written. Chris Chibnall's second episode in a row here, and... It, it, I'm already getting a feel for his for his style. A lot of it feels very similar to series one of Torchwood in terms of how how exposition is carried out by different characters. It feels very similar to Torchwood series one. Uh, here it works. It, it, it's working okay. I, I don't really have a, have a problem with it. The only problem with writing that I have is, as we pointed out. Uh, character development with with our companions. We have a crowded TARDIS, four companion, uh, three companions and a three companions and a, do- and a doctor. And we've already mentioned that Yaz seems to be getting the short end of the stick as far as character development goes. Hope I hopefully we'll learn more about the character and she'll become more memorable. As it is, she's just kind of that extra character that we don't really know or care that much about. It's really been Ryan and and Graham as the the central focal points of the show. As is, they're doing a good job with those characters. I I like those characters. I'm invested in those characters. I want to see where they go. Um, and this whole thing with uh with Graham trying to. Trying to gain Ryan's trust and, and all of that. Will you ever call me granddad? That, that whole bit. It was well done. Um, the characters in this episode, it was, the film, the location filming was really well done over there in South Africa. A lot of just beautiful exterior shots and uh, just film, just in terms of cinematography, one of the best looking episodes of modern Doctor Who. Um, uh, somebody mentions uh, the, the TARDIS is at the very beginning of the sequence. Okay, I'll have to go back and rewatch that. I, I, I'm just so focused on everything else that happens in the uh, t- opening title sequence. No, oh, I mean the, the oh, Matt the, Smith. the Matt Smith one. Okay, yeah. I okay, yeah, the, uh, the maybe the DW logo or something. Uh, but and then you have the characters here. There are two main characters here that, uh, for for this episode, uh, and it's. It's 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 a nice fast paced episode with where as we don't see the the monsters until later in the episode and at this point I'm just kind of reiterating the plot but something else to mention is going into this series one of the few details that we that we had uh, uh, I'm just chat uh, one of the things that Chris Chibnall and others mentioned I think this was more executive producer uh, Mark Strevens who said this but uh, the series is not going to have a story arc. Beyond character development, you can watch episodes completely out of order and not miss anything. Uh, well, we've had two two uh, reasons against that: the uh, the the Stenza being being mentioned again as maybe a recurring uh, villain, and the whole thing about the timeless child. Well, we don't know where either of those are going. Hopefully, the uh, the Stenza will sort of fade back into the background. I've seen a lot of people complain. Well, if the Stenza are all like Tim Shaw that we saw last last episode. How are they so? How are they so foreboding or 
how are they so powerful? How why why should we fear them? Well, given the what we heard that they that they did in this episode, I think they're a lot more powerful than Tim Shaw leads us to believe. That one lone cheater among his race or among his kind leads us to believe. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, this this series as as it is. Uh, I, I mentioned this in the Coltham Facebook group, sort of paraphrasing something that Russell T Davies said: is that with Doctor Who, it's the it's not the first episode, it's not the second episode, it's the third episode that's the most important of each series. Because the first episode, that's what brings in the new audience. That's what brings in all the new viewers. Oh, what's this new show? What's what's going on here? It's the the second episode sees you know sees how many of those new viewers stay on. It's it's the one that okay maybe you're going to lose a lot of people because they don't like where it's going uh, and. Third episode is where you get that crowd that's going to stick around for the rest of the show. So next episode, next week's episode, when we see the Doctor at making the Doctor and companions making their first trip in the new TARDIS, which my only comment about that is the lighting. Uh, Russell T Davies era TARDIS, I love that TARDIS. It's one of my favorites, but it's the the lighting. They, I don't think they did much redesign on the set between. Eccleston and Tennant, it's just the lighting changed. In Eccleston, it was more shades of green and maybe yellow. They went to more golden hues, and they dropped the green lighting for for Tennant, and that really just brightened the whole place up, made it look like a different set slightly, a better set. And I I liked the Tennant version. Uh, The the lighting here, it's really dark, and it looks really... Here, it looks really cramped. That's my problem with the the pillars that we have, like the crystal pillars off to the side. Looks like it would be a pain to shoot shoot around, and it looks more crowded. I think I've read that it's actually the largest, one of the larger TARDIS console rooms that they've had, but it doesn't look like it. It looks like one of the smaller ones. So, hopefully we'll see more, and uh, and maybe I'll like it as much as I like the the Tenant era and the Capaldi era con- console rooms, and grow end up not hating it like I hated Matt Smith's first. So it's we'll we'll see because we only just barely kind of saw it in this episode sort of the the same thing that we got in the the eleventh hour, the panning around, showing all of the gadgets and gizmos of the that the new TARDIS has. Uh, I think that there's a video behind the scenes video where I think. Arwell, Arwell Jones or Chibble points out that there's no typewriter in this one, like we saw in, uh, I think, Matt Smith's first one. So it will change like that. But uh, first episode of the new TARDIS. It, the, two, the two big expectations for this episode, new title sequence, new TARDIS, and it was a pretty good story to link it all together. So I, I enjoyed it. All right. Thank you, Mike. I guess that's it's just down to me now because um, I came in last. Uh, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it's been interesting so far. I mean, I know we're only two episodes into it. It's kind of hard to kind of judge anything, but I'm kind of enjoying this slow build uh, that we seem to be on. Uh, we didn't get a title sequence last week. We got it this week. Um, we're kind of revealing things uh, gradually which I'm hoping is going to be the case for, for Yaz, because, you know, we don't know anything about her. Um, we got a slight little hint tonight, but not really anything much. Um, but, yeah, we're getting this kind of slow reveal. We got a, a glimpse of the the, uh, the new Tardis console room, as, as Mike was just pointing out, um, at the very end, but it was very brief, too. I don't know if that's the going to be the consistent lighting. I... I I think it probably is because 
beyond the console area itself, it seems that it's rather a large space. So I don't know what they're planning. Maybe there's areas outside of, of where the console, the crystals come down that, um, that the cast will hang out in. Cause it's, it was one thing before when we had the, the, the coral themed TARDIS, uh, console and one other companion, maybe two, if you, if Captain Jack's there. Um, but now we've got, you know, three companions, you know, we're kind of going to need that space. I'm not a huge fan of the new console room yet. Um, I kind of liked uh, Matt Smith's Peter Capaldi's uh, set because it was very reminiscent of what I considered to be, you know, the TARDIS console room. You know, buttons and switches and, you know, a typewriter and a view screen of sorts. Um, it seemed very kind of 80s reminiscent to me. This seems to kind of harken back to, um, uh, to, to the Carl theme in a way. We've got these, you know, large crystal pillar type dealy bobbers and, um, and these interesting motifs on the wall. Um, but you know, that's the thing with Doctor Who. Uh, you will get a companion you like and a doctor you like, but not necessarily a console room that you like. And then you'll get a console room you like and a doctor you like, but not a companion you like. There's always going to be something that's, you know, you're not going to be that into. But at the end of the day, you're, you know, it's, you know, it's Doctor Who. And that's what this is. Um, the this one was just kind of beautiful to watch uh the the location is well used um this isn't going to some you know uh, exotic location and just seeing you know some you know, a couple of streets uh we've got some beautiful landscapes and uh whether they i don't know if they did any you know different effects to, to color it or whatever but the coloring in it was great. The, the, the film quality, the, the picture quality was fantastic. And it's an interesting story because when I first watched this, I thought it was a bit on the slow side. Uh, but this went through, uh, like I pointed out, it, it was, you know, we were a fair chunk into it when we got the reveal of the monster and it, it really didn't seem like I'd been watching it that long. So, um, I think that's a, a sign of a, a, a it's not an in-depth story. It's a, a very basic story. Uh, the doctor is looking for the TARDIS. Uh, these guys are on, you know, this, this race. And so they, you know, they join together to, to, you know, to get to the same goal. And, uh, it works. Um, and we get some, as, as Mike was saying, we get some, Stuff thrown in there. We've got a, a callback to the to the last episode. We've got some um, mysterious clues kind of thrown in there with the uh, the remnants reading the Doctor's mind um, and bringing up some interesting stuff that we're not quite sure when that's going to pay off. So it, it's all off to I think a very promising start. Um, again, two episodes in, so. It's kind of hard, hard telling where we're going to go and what this will look like when we get to uh, the end of episode 10. But yeah, um, with the exception of the, uh, the lack of character development for Yaz, I'm, I'm 
I'm on board with this. Um, I, I don't know if, if, if it's significant that we don't know much about Yaz, but, uh, I do hope that we do get some more from her, but I do love the, the relationship between, uh, um, between Graham and, and Ryan and Ryan. I'm, I'm really enjoying the whole, you know, the video game callback. It's like, Hey, I've been playing, <laughs> I've been playing games all my life and it's going to pay off now. And he gets out there and he does all the gun and done. He's like, Oh, where's the reload? <laughs> runs back in. That was, that was great because, you know, we all think we we're going to be prepared <laughs> for an alien encounter on another planet, but no, we're not. So yeah, um, really enjoying Doctor Who again and, uh, roll on the next episode. Indeed. Indeed. So, um, yeah, uh, that's, that's it for us. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed the commentary, of course. Um, hopefully you enjoyed our special guest star, Mr. Perry G. Oh, that's my cue. Yeah, that's Hello. your cue. Hello? <laughs> Hello? No, wake, wake up now. Oh, wake up sorry. Now. <laughs> he, he's, he's smart. <laughs> no, no, I just put him to sleep. <clears throat> it happens a lot. Don't that worry. And the, that and the wine. That's, that's, that's how Dave gets his naps in. I call yeah. him up on Skype all the time and just put him to sleep. <laughs> all right, so hopefully Perry will remember how this goes. So, until oh, no. next time, it's goodbye from Mr. Perry G. And it's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC. Oh, <laughs> fail. Just keep, just fail. Oh, is just that a fail? Keep it going. What is that not supposed to do? We'll give you one more chance, oh. and then you're not the right I stuff. I got one more guess. Let's start again. Let's start again. Let's start again. You, you can edit this thing, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, edit. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, edit. I'll oh, make yeah. you sound brilliant, Perry. I'll make you sound brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all good. good all right, until next time, it's goodbye from Mr. Perry G. I don't remember what to say. Uh, who's who's the only other person you could talk about? You know, you've got Goodbye two shots. from Mike Randall. No, no. Yeah. Well, almost. It's either that or it's one small step. It's one of the two. Oh, okay. <sighs> one more. Third time's a job. All, All right. right. Next time, it's goodbye from Mr. Perry G. And it's goodbye from Mike Randall Thor. Oh, well, I was taking that. It's goodbye from Dave AC. <laughs> and it's goodbye from Ian, the sixth doctor. He works for NASA. God help us all. Goodbye, everybody! <laughs>